All down. All silent. Going, going, going. Gone. So congratulations. Welcome to the Current Market Insights podcast, brought to you by Harris Partners Real Estate. Each episode, we chat with real estate author and industry leader, Peter O'Malley, to discuss the current property market conditions and provide insights to assist you on your property journey. Welcome, Peter. Good to be back in the studio with you. Good to be with you too, Kieran. Last time we spoke, Peter, we talked about the year ahead in 2023 quite broadly. I think it might be a good idea this week for our listeners if we can narrow it down a little bit and focus on sellers this year. Particularly, what should sellers be doing if they're thinking about this is their year to sell? I think the first question that anyone who wants to put a property on the market in 2023 needs to decide or establish, Kieran, is, is their price expectations aligned with the market? Now, your price expectations being aligned with the market does not mean a real estate agent tells you that they can achieve for you the price you want. You need to do some of your own independent research aside from real estate agents to establish that point. Because if you come to the market with high price expectations at the moment, you probably won't sell. And if you've signed up for an auction campaign, an advertising campaign, a staging campaign with a stylist, if it's an investment property and you move the tenant out, you've lost all of that rent and you're still not going to get the price you want. So I think the number one point for home sellers is to ensure that the price they are prepared to sell the property for aligns with the current market conditions. So sellers that are doing their own research, they should obviously be doing this before they meet with any potential agents. Uh, Do you think it's good advice for them to just front up with that information and say, look, this is what I found so far. This is where I think my property is valued and gauge how the, uh, the agent responds to that? I think home sellers should take a strong view based on research, their own research independent of any real estate agent, what their property is worth. And when they're interviewing real estate agents, they should interview the agents based on the process of sale first and the fees and the price that the agent thinks the property will sell for second. Where most people interview real estate agents in reverse, Kieran, they say, what do you think the property's worth and what does it cost me to put it on the market with you? And then they say, and how will you do it? Where the thing that will ultimately determine the success or failure of a campaign is the process of sale and whether the price is aligned with the market. And since uh, Adam and Eve, we all know that real estate agents have overstated the expected selling price as a way of winning the listing. Now, sometimes the market conditions falls away and the agent, through no fault of their own, finds themselves with a property that needs to be reduced to stay current with the market. But as a home seller, you're much better positioned to avoid falling for that trick. And it is a trick that has existed in the real estate industry forever. If you do your own independent research, don't be afraid to employ a valuer to give you a valuation on your property before you meet with any agents. Because once you establish true market price for your home, you're much better positioned then to analyse each agent's proposed sales campaigns. So you mentioned sales campaigns or sales approach a couple of times there. Do you think in a year like 2023, which is looking a little bit uncertain for us, is there any particular method or style or approach that may be the most beneficial to sellers? Well, if we look at the recent past, the auction clearance rate finished the year around 48 50% in 2022. But for the majority of the year, the auction clearance rate was stuck stubbornly at around 40%. Now, 
people might be listening to this and saying, well, hang on, I seem to remember the auction clearance rate running at 60 65%. But what is happening in those instances, they're the preliminary clearance rate that are quoted on a Saturday night. And real estate agents have a marvellous ability to submit their successful auctions on a Saturday night for recording, but seem to hold back the fail campaigns. So each Saturday night, the public are fed a highly inflated auction clearance rate, but it's definitely not related to reality. We prefer to use the SQM research auction clearance rate, which admittedly takes until the Tuesday after the respective weekend to come out because they need to collate all of the results. And that showed the auction clearance rate was stubbornly stuck below 50% to finish 2022 and for much of 2022. So when the auction clearance rate is running at those numbers, one needs to ask themselves, do I want to submit myself to a process and an event at one point in time that is delivering slightly less than 50%? Some people know those odds and believe their property and their motivation are as such that they'll still achieve a sale on the day, and then others may choose to take a different path as far as sale process goes. There's no doubt that auction numbers were lower in 2022 when the market was falling than they were in 2021 when the market was skyrocketing. What was interesting about auctions in 2021, Kieran, is even though the vast majority of properties may have been scheduled for auction, more than half of those properties were selling before auction day because days on market during the boom were down to 10. So basically, buyers were just offering outrageous numbers in that environment to avoid sellers going to auction. One of the common bits of feedback I get from clients is the auction system is appealing because it sets a definitive end date on the sale in their mind. Uh, as you just mentioned, you know, in a boom period, we see auction campaigns that don't last the 28 days, which is typical. How would you address that for any sellers that might be concerned that going to market in a non-auction model this year may result in that days on market that we've mentioned before moving beyond 28 days? Market conditions will determine the days on market far more than the sale process. So as we said, in 2021, when the market was booming, people had a 28-day inspection process with the auction on the 35th day, yeah? But days on market across the board were about 10. So the market conditions were so strong that properties were selling well inside their scheduled campaign period. When we got to 2022, people were saying 28 days, we'll hold an auction here and I'll sell it to the highest bidder. But more than 50% of those properties were failing. So what those two examples tell us, even though they're at polar opposite ends of the scale, is market conditions are a greater determinant of whether the market will transact or not than a sales process. No, absolutely good advice, Peter. Now, we've talked about sales process and questions and and things that should be considered when meeting with agents before you do sell. What else do sellers need to think about this year in terms of getting their property ready for the market? Because the property market is not playing consistently, vendors or would-be vendors need to ask themselves, what's the downside risk in not selling? Okay, if you want a million dollars for your uh, apartment and you get a million dollars or thereabouts, that's a good result. Clearly, if you want a million dollars for your apartment and you get 1.1, that's an outstanding result. But what if you want a million dollars for your apartment and the auction or the real estate agent can only bring you an offer of 910? Who wears the cost and the risk of that failed campaign? Probably not the agent, I'd expect. 
Well, it comes down to what the consumer, the vendor, negotiates up front with the real estate agent. Now, the easiest money in the world to spend, Kieran, is someone else's. So what you'll find with real estate agents is they'll be full of all these great marketing ideas and staging solutions before you go to market. But there's two points. They all cost money and they're all paid by the vendor. And that's why it's so important that your price expectations are aligned with the current market and you're not talked onto the market or over-promised or over-quoted by the real estate agent, because as many people have learned in recent times, if you're misaligned with the market, it'll all go wrong at the back end, and you'll find yourself $20,000, $30,000 out of pocket and without a sale. You mentioned that sellers should do their research and be really confident in the price that their property is worth on the market prior to going to market. What advice can you give to sellers out there when discussing with their agent where there might be this perception of a skill imbalance or a power imbalance where the agent really is the expert, they know what's happening, and they're advising something different, that can be a challenging scenario to deal with. I think the key there is independent. You need to be researched before you meet with any agents because as salespeople, and I am a salesperson too, we are all trained to be persuasive. We can all position things in a certain way that cause people to be favourable to our message. But the more researched you are in advance of meeting any real estate agents, the better positioned you are to see spin versus substance. So, Peter, we've mentioned a few times now that the the sellers need to do their research independently before meeting an agent. Let's get specific. Where are they going to go to get the best research to help them start this journey? Attending open inspections and auctions will give you a very good sense of what is happening on the ground. Now, we've spoken a bit today about the auction clearance rate in 2022 hovering below 50%. What's really important there, Kieran, is to remember that 100% of the vendors that went to auction thought their property was going to sell. So no one commits $20,000, $25,000 for a campaign, an advertising campaign and a staging campaign to think this is not going to happen and we're going to fail at the other end of this. Everybody thinks their property's you know, is is going to achieve an acceptable price. But when you attend auctions and you watch what's happening on the ground, you get a really good sense for what's happening in the market. And you should attend the auctions of properties that are fairly comparable to what your property is so you can see how your market segment's performing. For example, if you owned a generic million-dollar apartment again, you wouldn't have gone in 2022 and watched the auctions of $5 million houses because they were actually quite robust in how those auctions were were playing through. Whereas when we come back to the apartment market, that was anything but robust throughout 2022. So watch the auctions of directly comparable properties to your own. Attend inspections. How many buyers are there? Are they just neighbours filling the property up? Or are these genuine home buyers out looking to purchase a property at that point in time? I think they're two really good indicators. Uh, another great one is that we know that underquoting is rampant in the marketplace. So you might see a property advertised for $2 million and you think, geez, I would have thought that would have got a lot more than that. Well, clearly it's going to get more than $2 million. They're quoting $2 million to dupe people into attending and bidding at the auction. But what does it sell for in comparison to its guide price? What we saw a lot of in late 2022 in the last quarter, Kieran, is that vendors thought they were underquoting to attract buyers to the property, but the the competition never emerged. And where property prices were selling 15, 20% above guide prices in 2021, suddenly buyers weren't pushing the auction very much above the price guide 
in late 2022 and property started passing in across the board because the vendors said, I was only quoting $2 million because you told me, Mr. Real Estate Agent, that was the best way to get to two and a half. I'm not selling this for 2.2. I'm sorry. There's been a disconnect. So quite clearly then you start to see the the whole underquoting strategy working against vendors, whereas in 2021, underquoting was working for vendors because it was creating mad bidding scenarios. Having done the research beforehand, vendors certainly put themselves in a much better position to have that discussion with an agent before that campaign starts, where there is that massive disconnect and say, hang on, explain to me how in this market we should be coming at X percent below where we think it will be. And you should look at three comparable sales to your own property. That will tell you where you're likely to land on a sale price, where you should never make an assessment as to what value is based on what the agent's guide are. Because there's three types of real estate agents when it comes to pricing, Kieran. Those that overprice with the view to coming down, those that price accurately or as accurately as one can with a piece of real estate, and those that, whether they're compliant or not, is a different equation. But those that, let's face it, are rampantly underquoting as a means to attract people to the auction. So you might see a similar vein of property in the marketplace, three different listings, and they've all got three different pricing strategies where one's coming at it from a high price, one's quoting about right, and the other's clearly underquoting. But if you follow the sale price of those three properties, what you'll find is they'll end up all selling for around the same price, and that'll tell you where the trend line is for that type of dwelling. If I'm a seller looking to go to market, do you have any recommendation for the best place I should be looking for those sales? Obviously, we always talk to people who say, oh, you know, should I pay for X report from somewhere or should I subscribe to this service? And we always say to them, look, you know, just do your independent research with what's available publicly. Do you have any particular, I guess, favorite resource that's really useful for sellers considering going to market? Uh, Look, when vendors weren't getting the price they were happy with in 2022, there was a greater increase in the number of sales with a sale price being undisclosed, and that made it more challenging. So you, you touch on a really important point there, Kieran, is that the comparable sales that you're using as a guide for what your property might be worth must be extremely current. And clearly that needs to be from a source where the sale price is disclosed. So you've got the major websites, individual agencies will tend to communicate prices out whereas uh, the websites may not always hear about those. So there'll be a localised agent versus the major media sites is disclosing prices is the best place to go to. If you talk about a CoreLogic report, whilst they tend to all have prices on them, there might be a lag in the data where the prices that they've got disclosed are from sales that were three or four months ago. And as we know, events are fairly volatile, both up and down, and um, you might be looking at outdated data, even if it's only three or four months old. I'm glad you mentioned a couple of times there, currency dated data. Given that the market does fluctuate so much, for sellers in 23, how long really should they be allowing themselves to do this research, to interview their agents, to get everything ready to go to market so that they've got all the info, but they're also not out of touch with what's currently happening? When someone decides to sell their house, I say to them, you've just found yourself with a second job that you didn't know you'd applied for. And that's the seriousness that one should take selling their home with. I'm not saying that it should be a six-month process, but you do need to keep a very close eye on the marketplace and the sales campaign when it begins. 
if you're selling a piece of real estate. Because let's face it, for the majority of us, our wealth is tied up in our homes. You can't just abdicate responsibility to a real estate agent and say, deliver for me at the end. You do need to not dominate the agent, but you need to be an active participant in the research phases we've discussed and managing the campaign throughout. Good advice as always, Peter, and uh, I look forward to, to catching up with you next time. Thanks, Kieran. Thanks for joining us on the Current Market Insights podcast, brought to you by Harris Partners Real Estate, the podcast providing real estate insights you won't find anywhere else.